All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator, episode 38. Thank you, Drake. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Smith, along with my co-host, Sam Kale and Drake Downs. Uh, Drake's kid is determined to ruin this podcast for us, as well as Sam's dogs attacking him every five seconds. So we're going to try to get through us. Boys, uh, I have a question to pose right off the bat. What is it? Not just divisional round. Was this the best round of playoff games of all time? Maybe that at least that we can remember. I seriously cannot think of a weekend that I enjoyed watching football more than I did this weekend. Well, if the Chargers were playing, I would definitely said yes. But no, the games were good. Yeah, the three, three of the quarter, three of the however many quarterbacks that are played, Mahomes, Burrow, and uh, Josh are going to be the guys to kind of carry the league after Stafford, Tom, and Rogers, and all these are guys are done. So kind of get to see a glimpse into the future of what you're going to see. But uh, no, they were good. They were really good. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I think uh, Titans Bengals, a little slow pace, but I mean, it was one of those kind of critical moments. Like that, that's what made it a good football game. The same kind of went with uh, 49ers Packers. Like it was a slow paced, monotonous game. But like when it came down to it, it was incredible. Uh, one of those games that like a true football fan enjoys, but oh my gosh, the Bills and Chiefs game like that was the the Super Bowl is not going to be better than that. There's no way that's game of the year. Like that one, they were just throwing haymakers, uh, no defense, even with two electric defenses. Uh, so both had top defenses, I believe, towards the end of the year. I think Bills had the yeah. best overall, but Chiefs had yeah. probably the hottest defense coming in. And uh, obviously the Rams and, and Bucks game uh, started out, you know, kind of like lopsided and then ended up getting way too close. And, man, I agree. Not going to top that round of football. That was incredible. It's It's going to be hard to beat that ever. Yeah, and I just, like, obviously the Patriots have had plenty of success in the playoffs and stuff, so it's like, yeah, I mean, the Patriots weren't in this weekend of football, and they've had so much playoff football games that I could easily point to, you know, oh, divisional round, you know, 2014, it was the Patriots versus the Ravens, and then it was, you know, uh, I think the Colts, uh, yeah, the Colts beat the Broncos, I want to say, that year. Uh, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I could point to so many just of a bias thing, but like putting my bias aside, I seriously cannot think of a weekend that was better playoff football ever. And let's go ahead and get into the chiefs and bills. That game might've been one of the best playoff games, non Super Bowl playoff games that I think I have ever seen before. I mean, that Drake kind of like going back to what you just said is that the last time that I can remember a game like that, that was like, okay, they just turned it on the last five minutes of the game and it was back and forth was actually the Patriots and chiefs. When the Patriots went into Arrowhead and beat them, the score was 14 to 14, I think with six and a half minutes left. And the final score was like 42 to 35 or 41 to 35. Oh, it was just like the la the last few minutes, it was just like, okay, now we're going to do this. We're just going to go back and forth. But 
20, Sam, 25 points in two minutes. It's nuts. Insane. Sam, what did you think of this game as being our resident Chiefs fan? <sighs> oh, man, I'm just sick. I really wanted the Bills to win. I uh, Josh Allen is great. Uh, and Mahomes is great too. Uh, like I said, I give, I'll give them their flowers. I mean, I think he still think he's just, he's not as good without Andy Reid. Andy Reid is maybe the best offensive mind ever. Uh, nobody else hates himself more. Which I guess they got a Super Bowl afterwards. Then the Eagles were firing him, but they got a Super Bowl, so I guess it's it's fine. because uh, they won that what three years later after firing Andy Reid, two years later. Yeah, I can't remember when it? Andy Reid actually got fired. I he was he was there big. with 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 LaShawn McCoy, big. but then after that, and yeah, Deshaun. I can't I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Andy Reid, like I mean, we've said it multiple times that his offensive schemes and stuff are incredible. I yeah. mean, he gave the best years of their career, respectively, and to he, Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb. I mean, like, just give this guy a, Vick. <laughs> a, a Michael Vick too. Uh, turn Michael Vick from like a runner first and kind of an inconsistent thrower to, all right, I'm like kind of a pocket guy that can also extend plays with my legs. Like yeah. Andy Reid was able to do that with all of those guys, Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb, and Michael Vick. Intern said that it's 99 through 12, by the way, for the Eagles. Got it. Um, and so it's, when they win the Super Bowl. What, what, what year was that? 2017, 2017 16 season. So five, year, five years after. 18 17 year, 17, 17 season. Yeah, February of 18. Um, so, yeah, it's like Andy Reid, you know, he's done a great job with all these guys. But, Sam, I know you don't want to hear this. But the thing that kind of puts him over the top, it's not necessarily like all Mahomes or anything. But this is the first time that I can remember that Andy Reid has had, like, Weapons, literally oh, covering the entire field. Loaded, absolutely. Speed everywhere, playmakers everywhere. Even their worst player, McCall Hardman, he can freaking fly. And if he's your worst player, the Chargers don't have a guy on their whole team who can do what he did. And that 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 one of, the, one of those last plays, they don't have a guy mm. on their roster who can who can move like that. And I mean, it's just they're loaded. Mahomes actually played a really good game. Uh, he did. He I mean, actually, this was the first, and I have it written down like. He finally was like, okay, the Bills are playing two deep safeties, like literally 20 yards take, off the take, line of scrimmage. Take what, taking what they're going to give me. I'm just, he only had 160 yards before that whole back and forth thing went. Yeah, he had 180 the last three drives or whatever. And it then was. he had, yeah, like 180 yards the last three. Yeah. It was like, it, it finally clicked. It's like, okay, you know what? It's playoffs. Like, I'm just going to take whatever they give me and let the playmakers. Make the plays. And it's like, I don't give a crap when quarterbacks just like take what the defense gives. I think that's a, a sign of a great quarterback is when you do yeah. that. And he finally did it, and you see what happens. They literally scored a, every chance that they wanted to. That's probably his best game of the season, I'd say. And then uh, when the chips were at the middle, like were having to be pushed to the middle of the table, it was like, all right, two plays, no problem. Just slung it both times oh. down the field. Like when he won, when he needed to make the quote unquote big throws, he did. And that's what happens yeah. when you take that easy stuff. The defense now has to account. Well, if he's going to take this stuff, we can't just let him keep, you know, yeah. getting these yards after catch yards. 
So it's like, okay, now we actually have to play real defense. And then after that, that's when you can take those shots. Yeah, I uh, the, my biggest takeaways were that Mahomes played his best game of the year. Uh, the Bills' defense has some explaining explaining to do. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not faulting you for giving up 42 points uh, against Mahomes. Like that's like fine, okay, whatever. Uh, I'm faulting you. Got 13 seconds left, and you're playing. Your safeties are 30 yards back. And then at the snap of the ball, they're hitting their back pedal. I don't care. I know they got Tyreek Hill and Michael Harmon. I don't care. That, that, that That's ridiculous. You know they're playing for the field goal. They're not trying to throw a bomb. Like, they got at least one or two more plays before they're going to go for a bomb. I mean, I understand you want to be – they're not going to waste Tyreek Hill trying to beat you deep in a situation where they don't need a touchdown. They're going to use everything they can – to try and get that 20 yards that they need to even have a chance to kick field. They end up getting 30 or whatever. Uh, you you got 30. I thought the game was over. I don't know if I thought it was over. I was like, 13. Mahomes can't do this because when the Chargers did this to the Chiefs in week three, the Chiefs had like 20 seconds left and they didn't. They ended up not getting. They couldn't get it or anything like that. I thought it was over. Oh boy, was I? I mean, they got two of the best safeties in the NFL, the best safety tandem, and they're. It's not on the players as much as it is the coaches, I, w- I would say, as a scheme. Well, the the, the – and, Drake, you can chime in on this too, but, Sam, if you're going to get into coaches, I have something. Granted, I don't like McDermott, but all-time stupid move there at the end. When the Bills scored with – what was it, 13 seconds, I think, mm-hmm. left? Why, why kick it deep? What do you do? You you squib kick it. because yeah, it not, takes not, time. Not four seconds off. It take one. It's cold. Okay, and this is kind of like reading into the situation a little bit. But Sam, I mean, you played college football. Like, I mean, you know yeah. how the Scrib cold it. affects things. Yeah, it's harder to catch. It's definitely mm-hmm. going to be harder to field a kick like that when the ball's bouncing all over the place and to catch it and then to gather yourself. Well, then shoot by that time. The defense is usually at you, so it takes more seconds off the clock rather than just kicking it out of the back of the end zone. No time goes off the clock, and you're giving Patrick Mahomes the ball at the 25-yard line. It's like, okay, uh, could you possibly get more yards in a squib situation? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But guess what? The clock runs. I, I just I thought that that was, and I heard a lot of people on Boston Sports Radio ripping the Bills and ripping McDermott for that every one of them uh there was a woman that called in and she said she was like yeah i don't watch much football but my husband does and i was watching the game with him and uh he he she said that he was saying why not squib and she was like what is that and he explained to her what a squib kick was and she was like yeah that would take time off the clock right that would make it harder correct and it was like yes like a, a woman that doesn't even know, like, really how the intricacies of football work is like, yeah, yeah take time off the clock. Why would a normal human being would take time off? To play devil's ab- advocate, I don't remember who was back there returning, but if they did happen to have Tyreek or McColl back there, I don't necessarily disagree with kicking it out of the end zone. And you got you had the number one defense. Trust, I mean. I, I I agree with what you're saying, but 
Tyreek and Nicole Hardman are, can very easily crib that thing. You're I still mean, forcing them to go. How often, 50 though? 50 yards did, in 13 seconds. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I can see like, why he kicks. How often does that happen where a squib kick is returned for a touchdown no matter who you are? How how often uh, has, like, McCall Hardman or Tyreek Hill returned a kickoff return for a touchdown in general? Oh, and they don't because I don't think that, I don't think we kick them. Nobody kicks it to them anymore. So uh, they're I not really, used to it. So it would be hard for them. Especially them to field a squib kick. I, I don't know what I would do in the situation. Honestly, I see what seconds, you're saying. I, 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 I probably kick saying. it deep. Honestly, to be honest, I'll kick. I would kick it deep because if they're gonna go forty on me and get in field goal range against my number one defense, they're gonna have to earn it. I'm not letting them get a fluke kick return. I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be able to sleep with myself knowing that I did that. Kick Drake, what would you do? I mean, honestly, I think I'm kicking it deep too. Uh, because you guys are if, nuts. If, you guys are absolutely if he, if he insane. Squibs it, if he squibs it and then they they return it, you know, fifty yards, thirty yards. Let's, yeah. Well, let's just say thirty yards. If they return it for thirty yards after a squib kick, they're stinking. Si- that's that's half the clock gone. Then the Chiefs have one play. Then they just have to throw a hell mary. You guys that's are true. kind of proving my point. I'm okay. just saying, like if. If the roles are reversed, they squib it and then they score. You're everybody is crucifying them, saying, "Why didn't they just punt it deep? I Boot agree. it deep." Sorry. So I'm saying, like in that thing, like I'm like, if I see my team squib it, squib has its its pros and its cons. Yes, it eats up clock, but you also put yourself at a disadvantage because you are getting the ball to the returner faster. Your team can't get downfield, and then you're definitely having them return the ball. You're putting it in the field, so. There, you take away the opportunity to return it if you just boot it through the back of the end zone. Okay, you got to play probably six, seven, eight more seconds worth of game time. But like, you have the number one defense. You, it should have never. They should never march down the field. I agree. It's not on that play call. It's on that defense. So speaking of time, and Sam, we can get into this later when we actually do the Bucks game, uh, Rams game. Sorry, I always say the name of the game based off of the team that won. Uh, so the Dak Prescott play yep, in the Cowboys game, that took Correct. 14 seconds. Okay. Yep. And it to obviously like we're talking about it. It only took the chiefs 13 seconds to score That's to go crazy. the length of the it, field. That is it's crazy. Insane. It took it less crazy. time for the chiefs to go. 75 yards than it took for Dak Prescott and and Mike McCarthy calling that stupid play to run a quarterback draw right up the middle and then down it, try to get it, you know, try to get the ball snapped and, and spike the ball. It literally took the Chiefs less time to score on 75 yards. That is, that's bonkers to me. Um, also, did you guys see what Andy Reid Told Patrick Mahomes before he went out there. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it anymore. It's grim. Sam, be the grim reaper. That is the hardest, dude. Are you kidding me, Sam? I that is no, one it's, of the it's awesome. things that 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 it's, awesome. it's awesome, but it's because it's them. I hate it. Because it's them, I hate it. Anything I else, okay. Imagine if awesome. Staley said that to Herbert. You would. Oh, I would. You be, would. Be I would ejaculate everywhere. Podcast. You'd be, yeah, would brick, ejaculate you'd be everywhere. bricked up. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, it I think it's though. cool. It was it was Walrus Boy and Frog Boy. That it's, it's not cool. It's it wouldn't have corny. sounded as cool had Kermit 
had said it, but it came from Andy Reid, who's oh, kind Grim. of like a... It's Grim in here. Let me go be the Grim Reaper. Like, shut the yeah. fuck up, Pat. Holy smokes. You need to do more impersonations of Patrick Mahomes. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do do me a favor quick and say, everybody gets a Patrick Price. <laughs> <laughs> Drake, you sounded like, like Yoda a little bit. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, I am. Um, no, the... Back on topic, I think this is the best opportunity the Bills are going to get. Next year, they're either going to have a harder road or harder, more obstacles to leap um, getting this far in the playoffs or pretty much the same. I don't see them getting better than they were this year. They had everything that they needed, and they dropped the ball. They 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 buffaloed it. I don't know. They like, the page they, they, they buffaloed it. They buffaloed it. Buffaloed it. Trademark that. Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. We'll also, get them to turn on. Also, you might see the video of Jackson and uh, Brittany Mahomes. Yeah, that, oh, dang it, Sam, that was my next. Yes, that was my next. Uh, my next point. So, for anybody that didn't see Brittany Mahomes, leaned out of the. Uh, she opened the glass, leaned out the uh, her little club seats and and all that with a bottle of champagne. She popped it. You know, shook it up. Went everywhere, all over the fans. I get it. Like, if that was Giselle doing that at Gillette, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Like, Giselle is, is you know, spraying champagne over me. This is Brittany Stinkin' Matthews, who in Kansas City is maybe, what is she in Kansas City, like a six and a half? I mean, she goes to, like, New She's York or six. California. She's like She's a four. Six. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's I'm, like I'm just saying, this is a divisional game. If I'm the you. Bengals right now, if I'm the Bengals, I'm pissed because they're not popping champagne to beat the Bengals. They are popping champagne because they're saying it's a Super Bowl Super bound Bowl. now. Yeah, I had that Drake. I, I literally that's why I just showed you my notepad. I had that written down. What are we doing here? You're popping champagne. That's like when baseball pops a champagne for like winning their division. You know what I mean? Like. What are we doing? It's like, I, I don't, it, it's just, it, it goes to show how clueless that family is. Dude, they're, kudos they're to Patrick I feel Mahomes. bad for Pat. I feel bad Dude, for him. hats I, off I to the guy. I feel bad for him. Hats off to the guy. I would, I, you know, suicide awareness. I would kill myself if I, I was, mean, if I was the brother of Jackson Mahomes and I was the baby daddy of, Brittany Matthews, you know, soon to be husband, now, right? No, they're not. Oh, been, yeah, but have you seen like the not? TikToks? Have you seen the they're, TikToks they're they put him in? The TikToks they put him in. He's always like in the background, oh, and he this, just is this blank this, stare, oh. and he's like, you know, and then every if if Patrick Mahomes gets hated, it's either because he probably beat your team or or you're a rival, or his family because he seems like a pretty cool laid back dude. He, he seems kind of humble and like, and well, then his family is just the most ignorant, just jackasses. And I'm like, I don't know about humble. He, I, he's a little cocky dude, but he's, he's a he's got a little cocky. He was, he was a little humble at first, but he's gotten cocky over the years. Yeah. Or I mean, over the past, but as he, I guess this, he's been so successful, but pop, no, I, I really don't champagne. hate him. Yeah. It's going to be really, a meme. It's going to be a meme. It's hard for me to hate him because I mean he's so he does seem like a like a I feel oh, bad for him because of Brittany, Brittany Mahomes or whatever yeah. and his brother and then I but I just if he didn't play for the Chiefs I would probably 
like him. I probably would. And if he didn't, I don't know. But the I'll see it when I believe it. The stuff this summer with uh, talking about Herbert kind of. Dude, we got robbed. We should have got them in the playoffs. I hate it here. Uh, hold God, on. Dang it. I got three more things that I want to address for this game. Gabriel Davis. Eight catches, 201 yards, and four stinking touchdowns. I actually bet on the odds of him to have four touchdowns. I'm yeah, rich okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Did you? <laughs> we definitely would have seen that see, all over Twitter. Did you yeah. see where he, like, that last play to score the touchdown, he, like, exploded that dude's ankles. Oh, he, oh, he needs like, to retire. He needs to retire. I've, oh never seen nobody, I've never seen anybody anybody up like that That was before. bad. He didn't oh even do anything. He just gave a head nod, and the DB just goes. So, um, I'm buddies with – I think I've said something about Gabriel Davis maybe before on this podcast, but if I haven't. So, I'm good buddies with his uncle. And I, me and him were texting throughout the game and stuff. And I just saying about, you know, just a bunch of stuff. I do this game's crazy and all this stuff. This is how quick it happened. So on Gabriel Davis's last touchdown, I texted, uh, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants me to say his name or not. Uh, I, I just go eight catches, 201 yards, four tutties, give him a blank check. Is what I say. He's still got two more years left on this rookie deal, but you got what I was saying. He texted back money, money signs. That was with us within a span of three minutes. Right after he sent that, the Chiefs had already scored again. It just goes to show, and like shout out Gabriel Davis. Like hopefully we can get him on the pod at some point. But that just shows like how incredible of a stinking game that was. That like literally one text message later. The score was flipped. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean that that just the league is in good hands is where I want to get with that. And Sam, you kind of talked about it uh, at the very beginning that like you've got Burrow, Herbert, Allen, Mahomes. Uh, I mean, if you want to throw Dak in that conversation, I don't, I don't know, but you've got don't all these. Don't don't say Lamar. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, yeah. yeah. You've got Deshaun Watson's only twenty six years or twenty seven years old. Like he's still a young dude. Like the league. Yeah. When Brady and Rodgers are done, which I can't wait for the offseason because we're going to have so much to talk about. Um, but, like, when those two guys are done, and obviously Ben Roethlisberger's done this year, Phillip Rivers retired after last year, it's like we're seeing our childhood die, kind of. But then at the same time, we have this kind of entertainment to watch. You know, for Allen and Mahomes, both 10 years each, if they, you know, outlast their contracts and stuff with their teams. It's like we have 10 years of both of these guys left going head-to-head in playoffs, and it mm. it's going to be so electric. Um, last thing I want to ask you guys, overtime rules. Keep them, change them, what? Change Trash. Them. Change Trash. Why? Okay, Sam, go first. Because there's no reason that if I have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers – Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, have them going head to head, and one takes them down, scores a touchdown. Because they're so great, they can score, go score a touchdown. The other should not get, should get a chance. I, I, I think make it like college rules, but in this way, kick off, they get that, they get to go to the whole field and score a touchdown or kick a field goal, whatever they do, that's fine. Kick off. Obviously, if the other team scores a touchdown, then you guys score a touchdown to keep it going or go for two and win it. If you kick a, 
that that's how I think it should go. It shouldn't be like at the twenty. So it should be line. like college, except you know you don't start kick at twenty. Yeah, just kick yeah, off. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Got it. I, I agree, hundred percent. All right, Drake. Uh, what's your thoughts on the current overtime rules, and what would you do? Just like what Sam did, what would you do to fix it? Um, last night. Why was do you a want them eradicated? Yeah. Last night was a perfect example because, in my opinion, neither team's defense was going to stop the other's offense. Uh, so really, last night, Kansas City's defense got bailed out. It came down to a coin toss because they weren't going to stop Josh Allen and Bills weren't going to stop Patrick Mahomes, and they might still be playing. Get rid of the one touchdown and it's over and get rid of ties. Ties bullshit. You don't tie in life. There's always a winner. And so what I would do is each team gets a try, right? So touchdown, if you answer with a touchdown – then the next score wins. I think um I think you or keep, I think you keep what going. you could do. Yeah. Or what you could do is just play out the entire ten minutes. Just add an extra quarter and who let's see where are we at at the end of ten minutes. So, I, like, I, so, I like that too, yeah. So Drake, where did you hear that from? Where did you hear that idea from? I actually just said that right now. Honestly. Okay. So you're you're on the same wavelength as Bill Belichick, actually. That that was why I asked you that. Bill in, oh, I'm blanking on the year. It was like 2013, 2014, something like that. Decade ago, um, bro. What'd you say? It's a decade ago, bro. You don't be re- don't be recalling stuff from a decade ago on here. Well, I mean, it's... making me feel gold. I was I was 16 or 15 <laughs> a decade ago. Um, but what his proposal was? Hey, let's like these rules are so stupid, like. Can we just not add just another ten minutes, and that's it? Like ten minutes, you know. If if the Chiefs go down, they score a touchdown, the game doesn't end. Like Josh Allen gets a chance, you know, he can go down and kick a field goal, but the game still doesn't end. You know what I mean? That's a four point difference. Even, the game still doesn't end. You have 20, to twenty one yes, points. Say they score three to touchdowns. Play out, right. Yeah. You have to play out, and I think Bill Belichick's proposal wasn't ten minutes. I think it was. Eight is what I yeah, want to say. Because a typical a typical drive, like if you score, is relatively in that you know five minutes, five minutes or so. So then you're basically in a two minute offense. So essentially, both teams get one possession each. Essentially, yep. unless you're going to go and for you a get long that ass, and you get that element, you get that element of of excitement still at the end. Because if a typical drive, just like Sam said, takes about five minutes or so. Well, then it's like, okay, you run a couple plays, and then you're in the two-minute warning. Now you're in your two-minute offense. Now you like your back's up against the wall. you got to score right here. And so it does add that element of you know excitement. So, Drake, yeah, Bill Belichick, he's on the same – you're on the same wavelength as Bill Belichick. That's pretty good company to be in. Um, I can see it both ways. I really can. Just because both of you guys said, you know, that – you would change the rules. I'll go with my because I had two arguments depending on what you guys wanted to to argue with, just so I could you know be different, sake of conversation. But like I said, I could do it either way; doesn't matter. I'm gonna say don't change the overtime rules. You know why? Because football, it's not football offense. It's not football defense. It is football. Football is three phases of the game: offense, defense, special teams. What are we doing if, 
Oh, but my quarterback didn't get to touch the ball. Oh, my quarterback didn't get to touch the ball. Oh, our defense stinks. Like, it's not fair. Get over it. There is three phases of football, and that's how it should be played. I got an argument to that. Okay, what? If you play an extra quarter of football, is that not all three phases of the game going to be included in that? Yeah, no, 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 Sam. That that's this is when to tell when the co-hosts aren't no, listening. No, no, no. That, that's what I was saying. If, if, I was saying that that I, I agreed with Drake with with that because like Bill Belichick, no, yeah. like he he came up with that thing. I'm saying that I could have done it either way because that was actually going to be my point. If you guys right. had taken, don't get rid of the rules. I was going to bring up this point, but since you guys already covered that, I'm going to go with the get rid of it part and no, say and give my argument for why it should stay the same. Yeah. I know that, that that's my I'm I'm reacting to your if somebody was saying that they need to keep overtime the same and they're using the reason well you need to include all three all it's, it's not just about offense it's about offense defense special teams. Mm-hmm. I agree. All that stuff's going to be in the next in in the qu- quarter of football added. I've actually right. never heard that take that Drake said about add no extra quarter mm-hmm. and just play. Oh, it's great. It's a fantastic idea. That would be my argument to that. And also, at the end of the day, is it about the fans, the sport, or what? What would you say it's about? Is it about the enjoyment of the game, the originality of the game, or whatever? The how how the game was started? Well, because if you're saying it's for enjoyment and or for the game to be as best as possible, there's no reason Josh Allen and Mahomes shouldn't get a crack right. at it. Okay, it, it, it makes football better. All, all I know is it makes you... enjoyment better too. So I just I don't understand. How this hasn't changed before now? I just, I just don't. I don't. I was about to say. I think you you should know you have a problem when the most nerve wracking part of overtime is the coin toss. Josh Allen was nine and zero this season before before last night's coin flip. Nine and zero and lost Ooh. last night. And tails fails. I would never pick tails. tails never fails. Tails no, never ta- fails. Well, it clearly did. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just it's the whole element of. They've wanted to change this rule for so many years, and they haven't done it. Like if if Bill Belichick, which the, I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it. Like the Patriots have benefited from winning that opening coin toss for overtime, and Brady doing what he does and just going down and scoring touchdown games over. The Patriots have benefited from that, and you have Bill Belichick, the coach that has built has benefited from that, saying like, "Yeah, guys, these rules are so stupid." Like. Why can we not just change them? And so, and again, it, it gets brought up every year, though, guys. What did we see right after that game or this morning? It was tweets from Schefter saying, oh, the NFL uh, rules committee is going to be, you know, going over the overtime rules and possibly changing. We see it every year. Are they going to change it? Absolutely not, because they never do. This is literally the same thing, the same song and dance that we do every single year, and they never change it. Right. The the only thing I want to say, like, last thing I'll say about it, because that's just how I feel about it. I, I, and the reason I feel the way I do is because you have a different team in the AFC Championship if Buffalo wins a coin toss. I truly believe that. With the way the rules are, it last night was a perfect example of a game that it just mattered who won the coin toss because both teams on offense were just fucking firing on all cylinders. They weren't going to be stopped. And so, hell, they... 25 points in two minutes, they could have been 80 to 81 by the end of the fifth quarter. 
Yeah. And then at that point, it's no longer a quarter, but at the fifth period. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'd say my last thing I'll say about it is the probability, and this is why I think the the biggest reason why, it, in in being in fairness, if you win the coin toss, you have like a ninety percent chance to win the football game. That the, the, the it cannot be that lopsided. It just it just can't because Josh Allen, my biggest critique of him last night is not winning the coin toss. That's the only thing I got oh, for Josh. Allen. He played Allen. perfect. He literally yeah. played perfect. He had he's had a mediocre. Him and Mahomes both both have been up and down and inconsistent all year. But both of them played. That's. I've seen Herbert to have a lot of good games this year, but I mean those two, it, it, they're right up, they're right up there with maybe best games played by a quarterback this year. So I'll go ahead and get what I would do for the rule change if, since Drake already took like my first one, my second one is not even a take by me. It was actually a guy that I'm buddies with on Twitter that called into the Boston sports radio station that I listened to, Mike from Wo- uh, from Woburn. Uh, shout out, Mike. And I actually DM'd with him right after he said it because I was like, that is so simple. And, like, I can't believe that nobody has ever, like, raised this. So your opening coin toss. If you win the opening coin toss, you have an option. So, you know, like Sam, you know, if you win the opening coin toss, you get to defer to the second half. Right. And so then if you defer, you get to pick whichever side of the field you want to kick on. Or then if it's opposite, you know, if you want to receive like you just receive and then the other team gets a pick, do that same thing with the opening kickoff. Have a, uh, a uh, stipulation in the opening kickoff to where it's like, okay, so Sam, if you're with the Chargers, you you win the opening coin toss. You know, you pick heads. Okay, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to defer, which most teams do. Right? Mm-hmm. Most teams defer. If you defer, you get the ball to start out if the game were to go into overtime and just leave it at that. I think that adds a little bit more of strategy into rather than just going into the to the opening coin toss and being like, you know, tails at the beginning of the game. Now coaches kind of have to think a little more where it's like, well, okay, now does the does the first drive, does that opening score like matter that much more now to where if the game gets into overtime, now I'm not gonna have the ball, you know what I mean, to start out. I thought that was a cool a cool little idea. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, you wanna know something crazy actually I was thinking of because you just said that? Is what if you got a chance you, you won the coin toss and you defer or you know go on offense or defense whatever and you could say all right you don't have to take the ball first so you can choose to defer let's go on defense but if that team does not score the game's over so basically if you score game's over if they do not score the team that played defense won i know that one's way out there but like okay here's one but that would that would make it even so Let's say that you know the Chiefs. Oh, they won the coin toss. They go down there and score. It's over. Buffalo don't have a chance. But if it was if Buffalo stops them, game's over. You're giving them. You're giving Mahomes four downs to go all the way down the field. I I think I, that'd be scary for me. I just say like if they if they're so hell bent on yeah that one drive and everything. But I'll do I'll do you one better. 
game goes into overtime. Instead of having a traditional overtime, how about, so like Andy Reid, Sean McDermott. Let's just say it's up to the coaches now. The coaches get to pick like what they do best. So Andy Reid has to eat two cheese, two cheese. Hold on. Andy Reid has to eat two cheeseburgers while Sean McDermott looks like he's in like relatively good shape. Sean McDermott has to run the length of the football field. If Andy Reid finishes those two double stacks before McDermott crosses the end zone, then the Chiefs win. However, if McDermott crosses the end zone before Andy Reid eats those two double stacks, the Bills win. Boom. And the coaches get to pick. Chiefs, Chiefs win. win. Chiefs, Chiefs win before win. McDermott hits the fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to Niners and Packers Saturday night. Uh, let me just run through this. Aaron Rodgers, zero four versus the Forty ers in the playoffs. Absolutely nuts. Um, did you guys see do, – do Sam, I know you see him because you've seen him of Herbert. The the little dot, the diagrams of the plays as they're happening, I like that. That, yeah. that thing's really cool. I love cool. it. I love it. Did you guys see the one of whenever I texted you guys and said that's why he's a loser? Is Was that third and ten that Rodgers just – took a shot to Devontae Adams 50 yards down the field while Devontae Adams was double teamed, and then they had to punt, and I was like, that's why Rodgers is a loser. Did you see the diagram of that play? No, I, I didn't even get to see that play because I fell asleep at halftime. So Liz- Lazard, butt naked open. Wide open. Wide open for probably – I don't know. I'd have to look at it again. I think I saw this. I, did, I saw this on Twitter. It was like probably that. about – he would have had – a 15-yard catch with space to run. Mm-hmm. Are we just going to blow by you saying butt naked open? Naked. Running naked. That's a, that's a, that's a thing. Oh. That is a thing. Okay. Na- yeah. yeah they're, they're you, naked. you don't ever yeah. run around the neighborhood naked, Drake? So, like, naked, like, meaning, like, no coverage, I guess? Wide yeah. open. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, just butt naked. I thought you just – that was your new thing. Um. <laughs> Just I actually them. can't. Oh, I just took a I just took a picture of it. I'm actually I'm gonna send it to you guys right now. Okay, you should you should get it in a second. But um, yeah, Lazard is number th- uh, thirteen, and this is this is bad. I don't know why I screenshot it. I should have saved it in Twitter or something. But number four originally goes with him, and then whenever he takes his cut for the deep end at fifteen yards. Number four takes nineteen. Who is nineteen? Do you guys uh, know who nineteen is? Saint I have no Brown, idea. Saint Brown might be. Um, so he four goes off and takes him, which leaves Lazard wide open in the middle of the field. And then number one and twenty-seven took Devontae Adams as he was streaking up the field. I Aaron Rodgers got so fixated on throwing the ball to either Devontae Adams or to uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I think, had, what, 10 catches, and Devontae Adams had nine or something. It was something like that. I mean, Devontae Adams balled out, whatever. But besides that, Aaron Rodgers was just so locked in on those guys. It's like, that's what I saw out of Josh Allen. This is the parallel I want to make. 
Stephon Diggs, guys, one catch, seven yards, correct? Mm-hmm. Did Josh Allen get so hung up on, oh, well, I got to get it to Diggs. Like, he's he's my best receiver. Like, I have to get exactly. it to him. Nope. He started throwing the ball to Cole Beasley. Beasley balled out. Uh, obviously, we talked about Gabriel Davis. He was like, you know what? Whatever. Like, okay, they're going to double team you. Fine, I'll just throw it to the other guys. That's like what Tom Brady does. If you take away Edelman, Gronk, or whoever, he's like, okay, I'll throw it to Danny Amendola. Like, whatever. I'm just going to throw it to the open guy. And that's that was a problem that I had from Rodgers was that, he, I mean, he sucked that night. But, like, it was like, dude, you had other guys open. Just, like, just trust your guys and just throw it to the open dude. Do, like, oh. what Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees do and just, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what the last name on the back of your jersey is. I'm just going to throw it to the open guy. Yeah, I a, a opinion, a theory that I have about that is I listen to him every Tuesday at, on the Pat McAfee show. And Aaron Rodgers is big on like his friends and his cliques and stuff like that. And so I see it being one of those things where, you know, he's best friends with Fonte Adams and all this stuff. So like – He's going to want to force feed him and get him the ball. And especially with time winding down, he wants Devontae to get paid. He wants him to be successful, which is great. But man, do you think they go to lunch? Do you think they go to lunch together and Devontae Adams is like, hey, Aaron, if you don't throw me the ball 15 times this game, vaccinate you when you're asleep? Or, or like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Like, I'm going to stop following you on Instagram. Like, do you think it's something like that? Because, you know, when we were kids, you know, we used to do that as kids. Like, Dude, if you don't throw me the ball at recess, like, you know, I'm not going to be your partner at our next, you know, partner assignment. One time, one time in a high school basketball game, no joke, uh, they're going to pass the ball in and at, we were at Portland and they were fouling us. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I had Jake, 26 points that game. Jake, Jake, no, no le- big deal. Jake legitimately, this is not a joke, comes up to me. He goes, Hey, pass the ball in and pass it to me. I'm trying to get 30. <laughs> I did I say like, I. No, but I was like, all right. Like, I mean, it's just like – but it, I totally it, forgot about that. That's incredible. <laughs> I can't believe you remembered that. It, but I, it was just funny because, you know, we were so bad that I didn't care. But I was like, all right, I'm going to get my boy 30. Like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is like that. But at a certain point, like, you care it's about your friends team. or are you trying to win? Exactly. Like, if Devontae comes up crying, like, hey, I wanted that Hail Mary to be Superman. Like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm trying to win the game. Samuel? I don't know. I I think – I don't know. I, I didn't watch the second half. I saw the, they went down first drive and scored a touchdown. I was like, boy, this is about to be a blowout. Uh, and then it kind of slowed down and the snow started. And then uh, slowed down and the snow started. And I just – I fell asleep at halftime. And then I wake up to – my phone's going berserk, actually. It's you, you, y'all two texting my phone. And it's on my, like, wooden nightstand at my parents' house. And I'm like, I muted my phone, and I, I was like, this can't be good for Aaron Rodgers. I, that's my, it's like 12 o'clock, and I'm looking, thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, no, what has happened? But anyways, I didn't look at it. I saw it the next morning. Uh, I don't know. In terms of that play, I just, Aaron Rodgers seems like a kind of guy, to me, that he's going to do whatever the heck he wants whether you like him or not. I'm not sure him and Devontae Adams are that, that much of boys. I think they benefit each other. It's more of like a beneficial relationship. I'm not sure they're boys off the field like that. 
Uh, they might, they might be, but uh, I couldn't imagine hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like kind of, kind of why him, so. what you just said. Like, could you imagine being friends with him? He's got to be the weirdest no. dude of all time. Yeah, he does. But no, I, I, I don't think he necessarily played a terrible game. Did he? Did he play a terrible game? Or did yeah, it was pretty did, bad? It, like him and Jimmy were doing the Spider-Man meme with Ryan Tannehill, and it was like you know, it was just it was going. Who's playing nowhere. worse? Who's playing? Yeah, worse? yeah. Uh, and Jimmy. No, man, he, he played bad. Some, Jimmy was throwing some floaters to the flat. Hold on, hold on. Like, we'll get to Jimmy. We'll get to Jimmy. We'll get to oh, Jimmy. That's fine. That's fine. I got that's, I got a couple more things that, on Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron all I Rogers, got. Then yeah, Aaron is a big Jeopardy guy, and I already sent you sent you guys these these tweets. But for the listeners. We're going to play a little Jeopardy right here. It's only a one-question Jeopardy. Uh, this QB has one touchdown off of 10 total turnovers in three NFC Championship games. And his only NFC Championship game win was because the 340-pound defensive tackles pick six. Who is this quarterback? Who is Aaron Rodgers? B.J. Rodgers. <laughs> he has one touchdown on 10 total turnovers, and it wasn't even him. It was... A three hundred and how much did that dude weigh? He had to be BJ Raji. It's BJ Raji. Yeah, it's BJ yeah, Raji. He, he had to have been pushing close to four hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah um, three eighty got to be. And it was because of him. Okay. Also, <laughs> since twenty seventeen, Blake Bortles has won the same amount of games as Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Blake Bortles has won the same amount of games as Aaron Rodgers since twenty seventeen, and then. My favorite one, guys, is Drake. You you love this one. The complete list of quarterbacks who have played in a Super Bowl more recently than Aaron Rodgers, which anybody that can't remember the date, it was the 2010 season. So February of 2011 was when Rodgers won a Super Bowl against the Steelers. <clears throat> All right, this list quarterbacks have played in a Super Bowl more recently than Aaron Rodgers. Eli Manning, Tom Brady, <clears throat> six times, Joe Flacco, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson times two, Peyton Manning times two, Cameron Newton, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes twice, and Jimmy Stinkin Garoppolo. All those guys. Some multiple times, one six times, has made it to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has since the last time Rodgers has made a Super Bowl. Holy smokes. I mean, just Can those something? just those guys like Flacco, Kaepernick, Newton, he had a great year that year. I, I'll pass on that one. Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo. Matt Ryan was on MVP level that year. Golf had a yeah, he shouldn't have won. Yeah, he. I mean, Matt Ryan shouldn't have won it that year. Um, one of the most, um, one of the worst MVPs to win, or yeah, having MVPs. Since yes, since we're talking about like Aaron and his performances and stuff like that, I never thought this because I love this crew, I love the show, I love the host, everything. But the Pat McAfee dudes are so incredibly annoying with how hard they yeah. dick ride. Aaron I've Rogers. stopped listening to it. Yeah, I've stopped listening it to was, it. I think it was a 10, 15-yard pass like for a first down, like third down or something like that. And then uh, one of the guys, Bubba Gumpino, Gumpy, he tweets, he's like, Raji. And I was like, bro, 
all right, first off, he's the reason that you guys are as popular as you are. So it, it makes sense. Um, but literally, like, he does anything normal. I had tweeted, it was like, anytime Aaron Rodgers does anything, and it, I was like, Pat McAfee and his career, and it was this woman, like, taking a bite out of a massive hot dog. Kind of funny. But I was like, dude, I never oh, thought I'd be annoyed with Love it. Pat McAfee and those guys. But, like, they've... I understand that he makes their entire show better, but like you got to quit dick riding them so hard sometimes, dude. Like he sucked. Froggers lives on, boys. Just like I put in that that blog post, like Froggers. I will not on. stand for this, but I didn't. I didn't watch um, the whole game, so I can't. I mean, clearly, him. clear. Sam, holy smokes! You um, hate him. You hate him. I don't hate him. I don't. I like okay. watching him play football. It's it's awesome to watch until it's it just, gets to it's just until it gets hard to, to pressure times. Him. It, yeah. it is. I don't know how you defend this guy. It's awesome watching him play until he gets into the playoffs and he craps his pants. He's he's literally a Super Bowl better than Dan Marino. And that's it. And he is a couple MVPs better than Drew Brees. I mean best that's arm talent. Best arm talent ever, though. No, Josh Allen. Josh Allen Whoa. the other night, like Whoa. just proved. Uh, there's no, there's no. I would argue Josh I've Allen doesn't. Seen. Josh Allen doesn't have the best arm talent in the NFL right now. He does. He's he's his is better than Herbert. 100%. Him, Herbert, and Mahomes. I would one, I, two, it's, three. It's, That's it's, how it's I would so rank close. him. Yeah, yeah, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, for sure. What? Why are we bypassing Matthew Stafford's arm? Because he's forty years old right now. Okay. I mean, we're not. We're not. He's but, got a. I mean, he's cannon. He does. He does have a cannon. I think he's he has a top seven arm. Yeah, Top I mean, seven. but, but yeah. Drake, I mean, look at Mahomes and Allen and, and Rodgers. He's, like, he's top five. He's, he's got know. top five arm. He's I'm got top five. kidding. Top five. But Stafford does? Yeah. Stafford yeah, does. Her, 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 Herbert, Stafford, Mahomes. Mahomes, Allen. Allen he's definitely Rogers, getting. Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. Rodgers, yeah. I won't, I won't get on the Stafford thing, but he does. He's getting more recognition now because he's been, like Aaron Rodgers said, he's been doing those things that Pat Mahomes does now. The sidearm, the no look passes. Like he's been doing that forever. Matt forever. Stafford been doing that, but yeah, he played in Detroit. Like so, Philip Rivers did the freaking sidearm for years. Now that was his normal throwing motion. But <laughs> he did it. He did it. He threw he the, the ball like it was a can of paint. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he throws it through it still. Um, okay, so let's move on to Titans and Bengals. Titans and Bengals. Samuel, you're gonna have to hop off of here. So I'm going to let you go first, and, and we're going to hear what you have to say. You have the floor. Titans listeners that love me so much, I want you to crank crank this up real quick. And you're actually going to want to crank it up. I have one of my best friends is a Titans fan, and his cousin is a Titans fan. And both of them have been pretty much the bane of my existence, much like you all have. After the game, I bet on the tit- I predicted the Bengals and I bet on the Titans. So I kind of had a two-way go. I couldn't lose really this weekend. Uh, so after the game ended, I'm just like, damn. I was like, that sucks. That sucks. And part of me, and, and I just wanted to go on. I wanted to go on private on Twitter and just unleash fire onto. The timeline. You uh, guys, listen, uh, Titans fans, my but, friends. Sam texted me and Drake in our group message and was like, Jake, I want the contact info for all of your Titans friends. Sam was literally going to either take your names and like just uh, tag you all in a tweet, or I don't know if he was asking for a phone number and he I was, was going to do I, a was, group message. Group message. Group Holy message. smokes. 
I didn't give anybody's information out because that wouldn't have been good for anybody. Well, I I texted them and I said I'll read I'll read exactly what I said. And consider this an olive branch from me. An un, un shout out Olive Branch, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, where is it? All right, I said, and this is right after the game. It is. Hold on, I'm going through him venting after I messaged him. Congrats on a great season. Not the ending y'all wanted, but for the cards you were dealt, it was a good run. Brable's coach of the year. Tough to get all the guys back at once and hit the ground running with so little time together. Hopefully, 22 is back to get back to normal next year. Also, Herbert to the Titans. Who says no? That's about as nice as I can be about y'all. That was pretty and, civil. And yeah. I can I can go here and say that I said it all year. My tweet, I did go back and retweet my old tweet that congrats to the Titans to the Titans on uh, have, having a one or hosting the playoffs in the AFC for one game. Great for Titans fans, something like that. I didn't retweet that, but I didn't really. I know I'm still hurting over our loss three weeks ago, four weeks ago, so I know how bad it hurts. But uh, at the end of the day, I was right on in terms of the fact that you weren't getting all your pieces back and hitting the ground running. Derrick Henry struggled. Tannehill struggled. Maybe not for, the, for that reason, but Tannehill struggled. A.J. Brown is a star. I want an A.J. Brown on my team. Julio looked all right. I mean, I guess. Dante Foreman. Deontay Foreman is a future Charger. I hate to break it to you. He's going to back up Eckler next year. Uh, but no, I mean, you can't. You sack him nine times and lose. I mean, Tannehill. Those two, two picks were egregious. The screen is not. The screen pick's not his fault. It's on the OC. You run it all the way down the field and then you try to throw a friggin' bubble pass on the I third. I don't. Nope. 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 I highly disagree with that. You think it's on Tannehill? You or know you, you have a, a free run. You know you have a free rusher. That's how those plays go, Sam. Like, you, you should know that. Like, you know you have a free rusher. So it's either you do the Brady thing where you just lob it over him, you do the Stafford thing where you sidearm, or do like a normal quarterback does and just step up a little bit, let him rush by, and throw the ball to him. The mm. fact that Tannehill knew that that guy, knew that he was going to have a free blitzer, and didn't care, just took the ball and tried to throw it as hard as he could, hoping that it would get past the guy. First off, the play call that close to the red zone, or Terrible. that close to the end zone, Terrible. horrible. But okay. Tannehill, you got to know that you have a free rusher. Okay, I, I'm going to say, actually, if I had to split the blame, I'm just going to split it evenly three ways on bad call, bad ball, great play. Uh, yeah, not taking anything anything away from Hilton. I think Mike he was Hilton, the one. Mike that, Hilton, Ole Miss guy. Fantastic yeah. hands right there. Fantastic. Yeah, bat is straight what, up in the air, then catch it. I mean, athletic play like you read about. That yeah. I, I totally agree with you, Sam. I, I would cut it thirty three point three percent all across the board on that. Yeah, but uh, so I mean that, that's that's about all I got for y'all. Like I said, I. I've hated on the Titans all year, and it's been a great year. I cannot wait to do it again next year. But, uh, I mean, you can't expect to not play 90 guys all year. Get The bye, I think, hurt y'all. Getting the one seed, I think, at the end of the day, maybe hurt y'all in terms of not getting some chemistry with Derrick Henry in the first round, Uh, not letting him kind of break some rust off and everything like that because he – he that wasn't Derrick Henry out there. I mean, he had some some runs that were good, but you can tell he's he wasn't 
It wasn't Derrick Henry, but uh, so no, but Burrow didn't do anything special. Any any quarterback, there's a lot of qu- quarterbacks or teams that would have won that game against the Titans that day that weren't in the playoffs. It just it is what it is. Now, I just I don't know. Titans defense is special. They heck of a turnaround from week one. So Sam, you you brought up Foreman, right? So yeah. this is the difference and i'll sing vrabel's praises all day long sam you just said he's coach of the year i totally agree i put that in my blog post but what i think that vrabel failed to recognize or to admit was that henry was way less than 70 percent like i had predicted oh yeah he was like down around 35 40 percent Now, this is the difference between coaches. And like I said, I love Vrabel. Vrabel refused to see that Henry was more of a liability to the team rather than an asset. However, Foreman has been killing it ever since he took over RB1 roles. And his run... His I run. thought it was Derrick Henry. I thought it was Derrick Henry. I saw. I thought it was him. And then I saw seven. I was like, "Whoa, that wasn't Derrick Henry." He was like doing the stiff arm, the pogo on the one arm. And I was like, "What the hell? Who is this?" Yeah, it, that run was great, and I, I'm looking it up right now um, to see how many touches he actually got. Maybe the intern can four, do that. Four carries for 66 yards. Four carries. And for Henry 60. had 20 for 62. Less than three yard, or no, that's eh, carry the one. Yeah, that that's about three yards of carry. Three point one. Three point one yards of carry for Derrick Henry on 16. twenty touches. Five for Foreman. Goodness gracious! Talk about Future an Charger. inability to realize your liability versus your asset, and that's the thing that what Bill Belichick does so well is that. Say a player's hurt. Say he is the coach of the Titans, and you know you got this thing with Derrick Henry. He's going to take a look at the first possession and be like, okay, all right, maybe he needs to get his feet under him. Then that second possession. Now that's a real evaluation. Give him the ball a few times. Let's see what he can do. Like the nerves are out after the first drive. All right, what do we got? After that second possession, Bill Belichick is pulling the plug on Derrick Henry because you've got a more than capable RB1. Probably would be an RB1 on at least 10 teams probably in the NFL, give or take. He would have helped you. So not saying that the Titans would have won because of, you know, switching them out and stuff because yeah, because Tannehill throwing three picks. Like, I mean, you, you can't win. Not, not many guys can win those kind of playoff well, games throwing three interceptions. Jake, I know we were sitting there watching the game together, and we both saw the same thing, Sam. Uh, I don't know. Were you, did you say you were watching the beginning of the game or no? I watched all this game. I okay. All this game. If, I want to say it was a second drive I was because they threw the pick. Yeah, it was second or third drive that the Titans had. Derrick Henry kind of – first off, we, we realized there was no misdirections, no hard cuts for him, but he was running off to the right outside – and got wrapped up around his ankles or whatever, and you just see him freeze 
like mm-hmm. completely stop in slow motion in the middle of a game and just like look down at his leg. And me and Jake both look at each other and like, yeah, he's wor- he's scared, he's nervous, like he probably was rushed back. And you have, I mean, in- incompetence in coaching, like just terrible. Oh, it's on Vrabel. It's on Vrabel a million percent. I, I give no blame to Derrick Henry. Dude, no. there's no telling what all he went through to try to get back, to get back for this game. Yeah. yeah. It's all on Vrabel on this, and I love Mike Vrabel. Love him. Lo- I when Bill's done uh, coaching, I hope that like Robert Kraft somehow steals him away from the Titans. Y'all are getting McDaniel. Oh my gosh! Sorry, Titans. Titans fans should be so mad because I listened to his presser today, and he's so oblivious. He's so oblivious, and yeah. like just gives us vague like we got to do better. Did you listen to it? Yeah. He's like, we just got to do better. Oh, I think Todd Dowling. What's his name? Dowling. Dowling. Yeah. Dowling. Whatever. I think he's doing an incredible job, and then he was talking about, like, he's getting frustrated, and I like Vrabel too, but anytime someone asks him questions that he doesn't like, he gets so heated, and like, dude, that's the media, and they want you to answer these questions, because everybody's wondering. Like, Oh, he got what, so what mad did, at Paul Kowarski for asking a question about that, yeah, he, he got Talking so about mad. the injuries and stuff like that, yeah. and he goes, he's like, who do, you, who do you want me to fire, Paul? He's like, who do you want me to fire? He goes, I, I'm not saying fire anybody, I'm saying address it. He's like, I don't know what you want me to do. And like you see, that's a problem, man. You have no answers. Do not give me the same old song and dance. Like Sean McVay's, he does it every time we lose. Uh, it's not who we are. We got to bounce back. You're like, I don't want to hear that. I want you to say we sucked. I'd rather hear my coach be like, we looked. Give me an terrible. honest. Yes, give me an honest assessment. This is why we have these post game pressure pressers. What do we need to improve on? And let's go from there. What do you? What did you see in the film session? You know what I mean? Yeah, that and like Bill's really good about. I feel like being like, um, we lost, we suck, and we'll fix it. It's like yep. okay, at least he he's willing to say because then like Vrabel, for instance, like what I was hearing is like, well, I'm not gonna put it on this guy, or I'm not gonna say this. I think they're just a really good team. We just got to do better. It's like no, you guys were the biggest disappointment to your fan base and you won't even own it yeah no shit you got to do better i don't need to listen to a 30-minute press conference to know that you have to do better like so drake that was the and you know i I put it in my my write-up uh before the game that i put out and this was the third time in titans franchise history that you have had the number one seat okay 2000, that year the Ravens won the Super Bowl. You had the number one seed in 08, Hash, like led by Kerry Collins, which was actually a pretty good year by Kerry Collins. And then this year. Now, Drake, I, we can skip what we said whenever we were watching the game, but Ravens, Ravens, Bengals, okay? All AFC North teams. Now, all those games, okay. This isn't, this isn't. You know, they got to the AFC Championship game, and they they met with the Ravens or you know the Bengals. No, 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 no. This is the first round. Every single time that the Titans have had all three times that they have had a number one seed home field advantage, they've lost in the first round in the divisional round. They get one game in these games and they're like nope we're just going to crap our legs and 
not get the job done. It's Tennessee sports, man. And I hate it. I truly do. Even though I, I do like, I guess I cheer for the Titans as long as they're not playing the Patriots or Tom Brady. Like, yes, I, I guess I cheer for them just because like hometown, you know what I mean? Go Nashville, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, this is Tennessee sports, man. Like, and I don't say that to, to, to troll like Tennessee Vols or Vanderbilt or Titans fans or anything like that. I'm just saying that as like, this is Tennessee sports in a nutshell. This is like not as bad as UT has been within the past, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever. But it's just like, here's the perfect scenario. The perfect scenario. Home field advantage. Number one seed. We're playing up against a team that had the fifth overall pick in the draft the previous year. And the number one pick before that. It's like these guys stink. You know what I mean? They have stinked the past, you know, the Bengals haven't been good since like 2012. And so it's just the whole thing of they can't get over the hump. And it's not just the Titans. It's just Tennessee sports in general. No matter how perfect the situation is, they just can't get over the hump. And Drake, a question that I want to pose to you, and I, w- I want to hear your input, is that we talked, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. He played horrible. Him and Rodgers, Tannehill, like I said, Spider-Man meme. You couldn't tell them apart. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill. You know what the difference is between those two guys, Drake? Is that no matter how bad you're playing, right? No matter how bad you're playing. Tannehill stunk. Jimmy stunk. The difference was, Matthew, is that Tannehill, what did he do when he had to have it? Gotta have it drive. You know, gotta have it fourth quarter, basically. But especially the last drive. Gotta have it drive. What did he do? He crapped down his legs, turned the ball over. Jimmy against the Packers, and Jimmy's done this his whole career. Not the best quarterback. I love him, but he's terrible. He is the worst quarterback left. What did he do? He had 120 yards passing, I think, before the final two possessions led the team to to scores. It didn't matter what he had done previously in the game. Chips are pushed to the middle of the table. Ryan Tannehill craps his pants. Jimmy Garoppolo, say what you want, just found a way to get it done. That's all you got to do in this league sometimes, man. If your defense is playing as good as the Titans' defense did, all you have to do, man, is find a way. Don't screw it up and just find a way. What's working? What's not? Doesn't matter who's open, who's covered. I'm going to hit the open guy. I'm going to take the easy play. Tannehill on that last interception, dude, he threw it. And there were three Bengals guys all right around. uh, What's his name? What's 15's name? Nicholas Hakeen Westbrook or something like that. What are you doing, dude? Throw the ball to an open player, man. Don't force it. This is literally the one possession where you cannot force a bad play. 
Chips are pushed to the middle of the table, Drake. Do you want Ryan Tannehill or do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? And this is a serious question. This, like, suppose Jimmy Garoppolo does become available, which he probably will. And the Titans are reevaluating Ryan Tannehill. And the Titans have a chance to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Drake, who are you taking right now? Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. Ryan Tannehill stinks. But Jimmy Garoppolo, when the chips are pushed in the middle of the table, he's going to get it done. Yeah. And and Jimmy does it in playoffs and in regular season. Tannehill does it in regular season. And so, because we can't say Tannehill's not a winner because he's done nothing but win at the Titans, which the Titans do not do. They don't win. Historically, they haven't. They've never been like a really good just football team. It's why people count them out. I just want to say that I don't speak for Drake right there. I will never say that Ryan Tannehill is a winner. He is not. I'm, I'm not saying that he's a winner because obviously he hasn't won championships. I'm saying that he, since he got to Tennessee regular season wise, he's done nothing but win. Yeah, you can say season. he wins games. He's yeah, not a winner, but he wins games. Yeah. And so, he's Aaron like, Rodgers. Yeah. I can see it's hard for our Titans fans and listeners and and stuff like that to move past that because they're so used to like eight and eight and two and fourteen and all these seasons and then now you've got somebody and that's you know that you know he wins he puts you in good positions on postseason but he's just not going to be the guy to to win it for you because uh, Saturday was a perfect example. Derrick Henry was taken out of that game and it was all Tannehill had to do was just not turn it over three times you can turn it over twice and probably still win that game the defense was absolutely outstanding that looked like the best defense in the NFL at I mean nine sacks and you you still lose it's hard to point fingers anywhere else besides the quarterback man and I know they're saying oh they just played really good defense but that's what a defense does they play good defense I don't. I, it's rare that a quarterback throws an interception to bad a bad defensive play, like unless it's a, a complete mistake. Like, yeah, that's that's a, that's a terrible cop out for why a quarterback threw an interception. Oh, they just play good defense. I. It's weird, man. Like Drake, just like I said, it's it's just that I don't cheer for the Titans, but I guess I do just because of default. It frustrates me that performance that they put out there. The offense, not the defense. Like you said, defense, fantastic. Couldn't have asked them to do anything more than they did. I'd have to look it up or have the intern look it up. They He logged off a few minutes ago with Sam. I'd have to look. I, I could guess there's maybe a handful of games in the playoffs where a quarterback has gotten sacked nine times, and they still somehow win. Defense showed up to play. Shout out to the defense. Offense, you got to figure it out. You just got to figure it out. And this injury thing, we'll talk about it more in the offseason, this injury thing with Derrick Henry, it concerns me. That is a relatively serious injury for a man that big. I mean, he's got, what, two, three more years left on his deal? Making a lot of money. A lot of money. And typically, I'm not a big fan of you know, giving running backs, you know, a contract past their rookie deal. But Derrick Henry is the exception. But you got to know when to cut your ties. That's the thing about Bill Belichick. He always knows 
when to cut the ties. We'll see if Vrabel does. And I'm not saying cut Derrick Henry. I'm not an idiot. Derrick Henry, 1 million percent, a Titan next year, 100%. But next year, when you get into it, if these injuries keep mounting up for him, hopefully they don't. This is the first serious injury that he's ever had. Hopefully they don't keep mounting up. And hopefully he can figure it out. But if they do keep mounting up, I think it's something the Titans need to seriously consider. Now, Drake. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Los Angeles former St. Louis Rams. Let it rip. Let it rip. What do you think of Stafford? What do you think of Cup? McVay, he was he was in his bag. Defense, that pass rush was absolutely insane, even though they had janitors blocking them. Uh, what I mean, a top to bottom, fantastic performance. What do you think? First off, I'm going to apologize for my kid. He's having bath time, and it sounds like he's over it. Um, I loved it, man. It was nerve-wracking. It was beautiful. It was terrible. It was there were tears. There was laughter. There was anger. It was a beautiful game, a ugly game. It was a Bradley Cooper film, essentially. Yeah, just had it had everything in it. It's hard to say too much about it, man, because just went in there and got the job done. Really, um, it's like trying to kill the boogeyman. He just wouldn't go away, and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew at halftime I was like, no. This is not over. Everybody was saying over. People were congratulating the Rams. It's like, stop. This is not. Uh-uh. And the game was tied. The game got tied. And then Matthew Stafford did what people said he couldn't do. And that was an incredible feat. So, that there's a lot to dissect here. And we'll run through it quick. I mean, let's just start right there, Drake. That last play. What? I don't understand it. I really don't. I re- and, and I'm not, Drake, I'm not trying to take anything away from Matthew Stafford. Incredible throw off of his back foot. Cooper Cup did a good job of getting open. All that stuff. Great. Had ice in his veins at that point. Awesome. Todd Bowles, the fact that this guy is getting head coaching offers is lunacy to me. I've watched this the past last year not so much, but the this year 100%. For some reason, he gets in these blitz happy modes. And he can't he can't stop himself from blitzing. And Drake, the one thing that can hurt you right here with literally 23, 24 seconds left. And you had to gain like 30, 40 more yards. Literally, the only thing that hurts you is a deep play. The Rams didn't have any more timeouts. The only thing that hurts you is a deep play. So, Todd Bowles, what I would suggest to you is, I don't know, Maybe play too high safety. Maybe play a little cover four with the safeties and the defensive backs. I don't know. Maybe that's an idea. Maybe that's an idea from a guy that 
didn't play in the NFL. I don't know. But that seems pretty logical to me. If the only thing that can beat you is a downfield play, a big chunk play. But no, no, Todd Bowles, no. We're going to blitz. We're going to stink and blitz. We're going to send our slot safety on a blitz. And hopefully we can get to Stafford. You know, we'll just we'll just roll the dice and we'll have excluding Rodgers and Brady, the best player in the NFL who should win MVP. We'll have him one-on-one with a stinking strong safety. What are you doing? What are you doing? What makes you think in that moment that that's a good play call to leave uh, Antonio Winfield at, or whatever his name is, Winfield Jr., Antonio Winfield Jr., something like that. What gives you the good idea that that would be a smart play to leave Cooper Cup that wide open? Doesn't make sense to me. Now, what I also want to talk about is Bruce Arians' comments to that play after the game. He's obviously reporters, you know. I watched the whole stinking 42-minute press conference. Reporters asked Bruce, you know, oh, what happened? And they asked Winfield the same thing. They asked Levante David the same thing. They asked him, you know, hey, what happened, you know, on that last play? Like, why would you do that? Like, even the reporters could see, why would you play cover zero and blitz your slot safety and leave Cooper Cup one-on-one with a safety. Like, it made no sense. So even the reporters saw it. And they were like, why did you do that? And Bruce goes, not everyone got the call. And then he also said, you can second-guess it if you want. This is why Tom Brady is possibly going to retire. Because of this paint-drinking moron. And I know I've called him that so many times, but he is. That's just what he is. Refuses to take any sort of blame. The most unaccountable coach I've ever heard. Now, I haven't heard what Todd Bowles has said about it, but Bruce Arians saying, not everyone got the call. Okay, dude. I get it. Everyone didn't get the call. Do something. Do something right there. I don't know. Maybe jump off sides. You know, maybe have a little alarm call. Jump off sides to where to where it's a big issue and you have to completely get rid of that play call. Jump off sides, encroachment, whatever. And I know in the NFL, you can get called for it. I don't think that the referees would have called that. In that situation, I mean, it's playoffs, you know, I I don't think they would have the balls to call that, which, Hockley, that dude is an absolute moron. There were so many things in this game, but I I don't want to get into the, the whole referee thing. We can do that later. But do something, dude. Be a coach. Be a head coach. Be a leader in that situation. Don't just blame it on, well, you know, yeah. Nobody got the call. I mean, you know, we're just still going to let this play, you know, 
unfold right in front of us and our season go down the toilet and waste a year of Tom Brady, probably his last year. And then Arians goes, you can second guess it if you want. Uh, yeah, dude. Everybody in America, people that aren't even football fans are probably going to second guess a cover zero blitz when the only thing that could hurt you is a big chunk play. Absolute moron. And then Stafford versus the Blitz. Holy smokes, over 170 yards passing. This is the thing you get with Todd Bowles. You just get Blitz happy, and it hurts you. It hurts you. And I texted, you know, our buddy TC Eric. Shout out TC. Big Bucks fan. Try to get him on the pod, but he was a little busy. It was just like, I texted him before the game and said this. Like, dude, you can't. Just blitz, go blitz happy like Bowles likes to do. But, you know, what does he do? He's Todd Bowles, and he goes blitz happy. Now, good things is that for the Bucks, that that's the thing about having Tom Brady. Even though you had janitors blocking for you, and you... Brady, that game gave me 2015, which would have been January 2016 vibes, Patriots versus the Broncos in Denver. Brady got hit more times that one game than he had that entire season. This game kind of gave me those vibes. I mean, Brady's arm was getting hit while he was throwing. Uh, They were giving him... I don't want to get in the rough thing. They were getting him, you know... Little late cheap shots that were never called. Uh, he had one that he got hit literally in the helmet, and Von Miller rose up, knocked him in the chin, cut his cut his lip. Was telling Hockley that, dude, I'm literally bleeding right now. And Hockley was like, threw the flag. And afterwards, Hockley said he was using abusive language and getting close. Dude, you are so soft. Are you kidding me with that? Hockley, I rewatched it. Which Brady, yeah, I mean, of course Brady's going to cuss at him. It's like, dude, like I'm literally bleeding right now. Hockley actually leans into Brady. And he uses the excuse, well, he was getting close to me and he was using abusive language. Dude, are you kidding me? It's the National Football League. There's abusive language on literally every single snap and every single second in between snaps. Super soft. But anyways, I just want to preface this. I do not blame the refs. Like the Bucs lost this game like just straight up. They got beat in every phase of the game. They got beat. Blocking, you know, defense definitely got its butt handed to them. Tom Brady had one of those, you know, screw it interceptions that it, he, he has sometimes where he's just like, well, nothing's working. I'm just going to throw it up, whatever. But that's the thing about Tom Brady. When you have Tom Brady, he makes up for the deficiencies that say an Aaron Rodgers doesn't make up for. Aaron Rodgers, when the, you know, chips are down, whatever, just kind of folds, you know, whatever, can't figure it out, can't get it done. Brady got hit a million times, got assaulted on the field. Rams should be thrown in prison. That's the thing with him. You can't kill the boogeyman. And he didn't go away. 
Brady, you can say what you want. You can hate him. You can do whatever. But that dude has zero quit in him. And he's going to find some way to get a spark. That deep shot to Evans was one of the best throws that I've ever seen. Not just from Brady, but from anyone. The situation, the reason why I say that is not just because of the throw, not just because it was it traveled sixty four yards in the air. When everybody says that Tom Brady has a noodle arm, fun fact: Tom Brady, the last two seasons, has led the NFL in downfield passing. Now, not just because it traveled that that uh, amount of air yards, no, not just because it went for a touchdown. The situation you had to have it. Jalen Ramsey decides, you know what? Mike Evans is getting too hot. I'm going to take him. What does Brady do? He doesn't shy away from it. Does not shy away from it. He's getting hit a million times in this game. Doesn't shy away from it. He steps up in the pocket so well, under duress, under pressure, third down play, a gotta have it, otherwise your season's over. And he steps up in the pocket amongst that duress, and launches a 60-yard pass to Mike Evans in the playoffs when you have to have it. That's the thing that Tampa Bay Bucks fans are going to miss when Brady retires, which I do think that he will. All the reasons why I said that he, you know, that he's putting out this man in the arena, all the reasons that I said in the last podcast episode. Now I want to read something on his Let's Go podcast Jim Gray asked him about his his wife, football, family, all this stuff. And because, you know, obviously, a lot of questions are being asked if he should retire or if he is going to retire. All the reasons why I said in the last podcast episode. But I'm going to skip those and I'm going to say what he said in the Let's Go podcast. He said, it pains, to, it pains her, talking about Giselle, to see me get hit out there. And she deserves what she needs for me as a husband, talking about being at home and stuff. And my kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. Kids are growing up. They're going to be out of the house, you know, in X amount of years. He's missing them grow up a little bit is what I'm reading into that comment. Brady's done. I think he's done. I think he's going to retire. What a game to go out. What an... What a terrible game. I don't blame him. Even if he wanted to come back, he doesn't want to play for that moron Bruce Arians. He doesn't want to have his defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, dialing up blitzes every single play. Uh, he doesn't want to have to be waving off Brian Leftwich every time he makes a play call to him. It's just... It's a lot. It's a lot, and I hate it. I hope that Brady doesn't retire but I hope that he doesn't go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have a theory, and that is that Brady, because the Niners are moving on from Garoppolo, unless somehow Garoppolo pulls off a Super Bowl where he's MVP. I think Brady, if he doesn't retire, is going to try to devise a way to play for the San Francisco 49ers. I. I have a few theories we'll talk about. We're going a little long, so I'll talk about that in the next podcast episode and get Drake and Sam's uh, thoughts. Sam had to jump off, and Drake did as well, as kids being an absolute lunatic right now. Uh, 
But we'll talk about that next episode to get their thoughts. And the thing, the thing about it, right, is that you can never doubt him out. We've always seen that. But here's the thing that I think is why he's going to probably leave Tampa. He does not get along with Bruce Arians. That's been reported. Now, Bruce Arians said, if Brian Leftwich leaves, gets a head coaching position, he would take back play calling duties. He gave that up when left for Arizona in large part due to health. But he said he's gone through some ways he could manage the, the workload differently. Brady does not want to be taking play calls from Bruce Arians. I will tell you that right now. I've watched Tom Brady play football for 22 years, 20 years with the Patriots. I've watched every snap for the past, oh, I don't know, nine years or so. I haven't missed a snap. I know how this guy's wired. I do. I don't know him personally, clearly, but I know how he's wired. I've watched him so closely. He doesn't want to play for this guy anymore. He doesn't, and he definitely doesn't want to be taking play calls from him. I could just Brian Brady waves off Brian Leftwich and changes the plays for him. Imagine if Bruce Arians, a guy that he doesn't really like, is all that fond of, if he's calling the plays. Brady Brady would basically be you know dumping his playbook on Bruce Arians' lap and being like, "Look, dude, these are the plays I'm running. I'm going to call them. You just be the head coach, or at least attempt to be. You know." Maybe pay attention to the defense to where you know you know your guys don't doesn't have all the calls or you know if you hear on the headset that Todd Bowles is calling a cover zero blitz with no help to end the game that the only way that could hurt you is a big play maybe overrule that I don't know maybe pay attention to that stuff a little better but I digress what a weekend of football best weekend of playoff football that I've ever seen. A lot of stuff to digest. We could have a five-hour podcast talking about this stuff, but we won't. But there's more. There's the AFC Championship game. There's the NFC Championship game. And we'll deliver all that to you guys on Friday. We'll see you then, and I hope your quarterback doesn't tear their ACL.